Love Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson. Today, I have my daughter, Alexis Jackson, joining us. Thanks for joining me, Alexis. Hi, guys. <laughs> so we have decided to do something fun because it's back to school. It's literally a couple of weeks before school starts, and we are going to compare and contrast what it's like modern day times to be a high school student versus what it was like in the 80s when I was in high school. And this is, we're just going to have a lot of fun going back and forth and comparing what it's like. So let's start off with fashion. Let's start off with fashion. So the 80s was amazing for fashion. I mean, literally, there's not a better de- decade, in my opinion. What do you want to know? What did you wear on the first day of high school? <laughs> so I remember like now that there's so many different stores and things that you can spend just like a couple days prowling around wise in the 80s there wasn't that luxury you guys had to go to the mall we had to go to the mall okay going to the mall was an experience you got your friends together you went you had lunch you went from store to store to store and it was so much fun so it wasn't a chore you're describing it in a negative way you're it was fun it was an experience we didn't have the internet so we didn't have online shopping and going in person was amazing and I recall on my senior year of high school because I made the newspaper what I was wearing and it was white shorts a white high neck shirt with a sweater vest over it. It was turquoise, the exact same color I'm wearing right now, in fact, with big white polka dots. And then I had my hair in a half pull-up with a giant bow in the back because bows were very in during that time period. I'm going to need to see a photo of this. <laughs> oh, I'll find you one. So what what would you recommend wearing on the first day of high school now? Um, For like the past couple of years, I've worn pretty much the same thing, just some Lululemon shorts. Oh. Yep. And then some sort of blouse, either free people or just like a nice graphic tee. Okay. So I was telling you the other day that it was a fashion show back in my day. I mean, everyone put in a lot of effort. You got up really early. You did your hair, your makeup, put on a super cute outfit, cute jewelry, all that kind of stuff. It was very distinct what the fashion was. Like there's parties now, 80s themed. And I'm just wondering, what is going to be 2020 theme? Like really, what is the costume going to be? We've talked about this a lot, though, just (laughs) how 2020 fashion looks. And I think just because there's so many different social media platforms and just so many different subgroups now, there hasn't been, like, one distinctable, I guess, kind of movement. Mm -hmm. But I've actually been seeing a lot of more distinct 2020 fashion that I'm going to look back at when I'm 40 or 50 and think, wow, that really was 2020. And I think I'm going to think about all the funky prints that are making a comeback. There's definitely an emphasis on the 60s and just kind of modernizing that. Right. There's also been a lot of more like emphasis on funky like nail designs. Yes. You guys are yes. all about the nails right now. Mm-hmm. I don't even think we had nail salons when I was in high school. <laughs> no one got their nails done that I was aware yeah. of. Nails have definitely been a huge trend among all my friends. Just like we send each other our Pinterest boards with all these little designs and it's definitely been a lot more I guess creativity that's been involved in 2020. Sure. Like people have gone more crazy with their hair like getting different cuts instead of just like the same old side part slicked back straight mid-length hair that I knew used to be really popular at Highland Park Mm -hmm. there's definitely been more emphasis in like trying to find your own style just like through accessories and jewelry and shoes and that's been really fun just to see kind of your friends like have not the same style but 
pretty much like the same outfit, just like in their own way of putting it together, putting their own spin on it. Yeah. So yeah. that's been really fun. So about nails real quickly. I have seen some of these influencer influencers online and their nails are at least an inch and a half long and they're these bright neon colors. How and, and yours are not that long. But how do these people operate on a day-to-day be- basis with fingernails that long? I've never known anyone with that long of nails, so I can't really say I know that much about it. But I've seen YouTube videos of them defending their choices to get long nails, and they seem pretty proud of them. They seem to make it work. It's probably almost like a status symbol, I would imagine. You haven't had long nails, though. You've become a different person with nails, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it just ups your, puts a pep in your step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just gets you some confidence. Because <laughs> just everything you touch now is just so much more cool. Because it like makes a sound also. Like this. <laughs> well, it would be good for scratching a back, I would yeah. imagine. That would feel good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what about school in general? Like... Things have become so much more intense now with getting into college and the school workload and things like that. Like when I entered my junior year, which you're about to start, mm-hmm. I don't really think, I wasn't thinking about college all that much. I wasn't concerned about it. I knew that I was going, but I, I didn't enter the year thinking this is it. I got to crank it up. I mean, all of high school has just really been an emphasis on every year matters. So I don't know how junior year is really going to be. I'm definitely taking a lot more classes that are going to be a lot harder so I'm kind of nervous about that but I'm not really like scared about making all my grades matter because I've just tried this entire two you've just been keeping up with it the whole time okay well good so it'll be about the same intensity level maybe a little bit more so what was your high school experience like just with the academics because I know you all didn't have the internet so it was definitely a lot harder to study (laughs) How did you study back then? Well, we, uh, by candlelight, Alexis, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the Abraham Lincoln days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we literally just sat in our rooms, or at least I did. I had my little desk set up with my little lamp, and I had... um, I, there's a picture I can totally remember like it was yesterday with my high school mums hanging on the wall. I think I've seen this photo. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there at, and I had my little jam box on the, the desk mm-hmm. there. So um, yeah, just in my room at the desk with a nice light. And my house wasn't near as rowdy as apparently ours is. And it was very quiet. So it was a nice study environment. So that is basically how I studied. You didn't go to a library or go to study groups like what the movies show? Well, um, I personally did not. I'm sure there were students that did that. Mm. <laughs> what did you do for your social life? Like, what did y'all do? Okay, now you're talking. So the social life, it was extremely fun. It probably was very similar to some of the 80s movies that you've seen. And again, like what you said earlier, is we worked very hard during the week. And then the weekend, we had a lot of fun. Um, we would have, there different people would have parties at their house. And so... A lot of kids would end up at someone's house. And it was just, again, our little neighborhood was kind of a tight-knit community, much like what we have in Highland Mm -hmm. Park. And so everyone lived kind of close to each other. You literally could walk around the block to your friend's house. So it was very convenient and very nice. Yes. But then how would you find out where these parties are? Did people toss out flyers? (laughs) That's right. We didn't have a group text back then. So we had what was called a phone chain. (laughs) 
a phone tree or a phone chain or oh. something like that, where you would call one person and then they would call two and then they would call three and it worked like that. Mm-hmm. No, actually, actually, you would talk to your friends at Friday at school and be like, okay, so here's where we're going this weekend. And you just would tell people and word would spread at school. Like Word of mouth. It was actual physical word of mouth. You had to actually talk to people face to face to make plans. How crazy is that? Mind boggling. <laughs> but then when there was football games, how was that? Okay, that was so much fun. I mean, it literally was like the movie Friday Night Lights. Like, we lived for the football games. And they were always at Farrington Field in Fort Worth, which is a big stadium. And so, you know, you had the football players that obviously went on the bus and the cheerleaders and everyone went on the bus. But then you would just go with a group of friends. You would just coordinate, like at school, like I said, again, word of mouth mm-hmm. and person discussion. But was there like a certain restaurant that you all would go to? No, people didn't go to dinner before these things. I think we would just like get a hot dog at the stadium. I'm not even sure. This These formal nice restaurants did not go on in the 80s, or at least where I lived, they didn't. Mm-hmm. So, not that different than how football games work at Highland. Well, yeah, I want to know how this all works because I know that you guys get quite a big group together for these different events. Yeah, so you'll talk about it at school on Friday, just like, oh, do you think you're going to go to the football game? Like, oh, I'm not sure. I'll see, though. Then you get home. You relax to like four or five, and then you start getting ready and then coordinating it with your friends, and then you go to dinner or something, and then you can walk over too, which is really nice because there's some restaurants near the stadium. Then you'll go, you'll stay till halftime, watch the bells, and then <laughs> people just end up leaving during the second half and go to people's houses just to hang out or get more food. Okay. Well, it's not a huge difference. I think just the main thing is the communication process. Yeah. But, um, what about Snapchat? Do you snap each other and coordinate these things? Yeah, that's where it happens. Okay, great. And then football games means school dances. What school dances did y'all do? Okay, so we would always have a school dance after the football game, and it was at the, back at the high school. So the football players would come back on the bus, and then they would go change and everything, and then the, the non-football players, the, the other kids, would drive back to the high school and go into the dance. And there was usually a band or a DJ or something, but the big difference here is we would actually stay at the dance. Like, that was our source of entertainment. Was it the howdy dance? Well, yeah, when I was a freshman, it was called the, it was the howdy dance. And then I don't remember what the other ones were called, but there was always a theme, and there was always um, committees who decorated the cafeteria. That's usually where they were. You definitely have a lot more dances than we do. We only have, like, four. Okay, well... It seems like at Highland Park, you're having one every other week. Well, there's just a month where it all happens kind of all together. But it's kind of different because what you have described to me before is you guys go to the dance for just a little bit. Yes. And what is the purpose of that? So dances are a little bit different than back in the 80s because it's like split into three different sections, I want to say. Okay. Getting ready, going to the dance, and then after party and so typically you look forward to the after party more than the actual dance because the dances are just always the same to the same music (laughs) it's always just like a playlist playing and then everyone's all sweaty and 
gross and hot <laughs> all up against each other. So people don't really like to stay for that. Well, I don't blame you. You're not describing this very well. Yeah. But you also get pictures, right? Yes. Okay, that's, that's really the thing. only reason you go just to see all your friends and see what they're wearing and talk about the night and your dates and all that. And then you take like a, five photos and then you leave. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's the same photography brand as you had. Party pics? Oh, I thought it was flash photography. Oh, party pics, I think, was... Oh, yeah, flash was high school, and then party pics was um, in college. So there's never a live band? Never. Hmm. I think, okay, I think that that's what the problem is. If there was a live band, it would be a different experience every time, and it would mm-hmm. be a little bit more energetic and fun, yeah. and you guys would want to stick around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we talked about dances. We talked about football games. We talked about trends, but we didn't talk about what Martha K. Moore Jackson <laughs> Well, this time, just Martha K. Moore did during high school. What were you involved in? So I was in student council, and um, I I didn't have an officer position, but I was on the student council, and I really enjoyed doing that. But um, as you know, I showed horses, so uh, I spent a lot of time outside of school uh, doing things with my horse, and I traveled quite a bit around the country doing the horse shows. So that kept, kept me really busy, and it was a really positive experience because... Um, it just taught me to be responsible for something else, that being the horse and then all the equipment and everything that I had to keep up with. And I had to clean the equipment before a show. There was just a lot of prep and a lot of details to juggle getting prepared for a horse show. Mm. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. It was great. But nowadays, I feel like the kids are really encouraged to be involved in a lot of different activities. And I know that you are. So let's go over the things you're involved with. I'm in newspaper and I'm on Bellas. Those are my two main ones. Mm -hmm. And then I'm involved in some clubs and some different philanthropy projects like NCL on the side. Yes, National Charity League. It's a mother-daughter charity organization. (laughs) Yes, it is. Keeps us busy. So what is your favorite thing that you're involved with? I really love Bells. That's where all my friends are. And it's just been a really great experience to have. And I'm really lucky that I'm on it. Yeah, you really are. I have to say, there's a lot of uh, misconceptions about what goes on in the Bells. But the biggest thing that I have noticed is a huge change in you, like just a couple of weeks into it after you got on the team. It's just such a sense of working together as a team and just responsibilities Mm -hmm. and being more punctual. And I really think that Miss Phillips does an incredible job of not only being a drill team coach, but also being a mentor to you girls. And she really encourages perfection and work ethic, and she does an amazing job of teaching you to become really amazing adults. Yes, she definitely has had a huge impact on me in high school, just being a mentor, because I see her every single day. She's definitely taught me a lot of life skills that I'm going to continue to have throughout the rest of my life. Sure. And it's just been a lot of hard work but there's also a lot of fun parts like the football games are always so much fun just to be with all of your closest friends dancing and then hanging out afterwards in the fringe well it's a lot of fun seeing you out on the field it really is as a parent it's 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 a lot of fun to to be able to um, be a part of that organization as well yeah it's one of the best parts about football season is seeing all the little girls and their little fringe running around after after the halftime show, just coming in, just being in such awe of you, Aww. and especially on the sides, you can see them doing the dances every time we go out onto the field. That's so cute. Yeah. They really look up to you mm-hmm. all. That's awesome. It's such a great feeling to have. 
So Alexis, with all this involvement with school and activities and juggling your academics, how do you handle the stress that must come from this? A big part of my stress management has been running and working out. I really enjoyed that, just getting my endorphins flowing and listening to some music and running around. SMU has been so good for my mental health and just a way to get out of the house when I feel overwhelmed. Sure. Another one is just cleaning my room. That's been a new one that just started a couple of weeks ago. I really have liked that one. I've gotten a lot rid of a lot of my old clothes, gone through all my old makeup, got rid of some books. You really did. She came downstairs with a gigantic trash bag of stuff that she was getting rid of. And I was like, you keep going. I love this. And it's just such a good feeling when you know that your room is organized, even if you can't see the stuff, the drawers are closed and whatnot. But you know that everything is in its own little place in there. And you just know that there's no not clutter. And that definitely mm-hmm. is a stress reliever. Yes. Like I organized my desk and I got it ready for the school year, just filling it up with notebooks and pens and pencils. So that's been a really good use to put my nervous energy and distress into. To channel your energy into. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really a good positive way to deal with it. Another one has just been being creative. I really enjoyed that. I got that from a YouTuber who told me to watercolor away my problems. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about that. I'm not really good at it. It's more of just the idea of putting water into paint and making shapes is <laughs> really fun <laughs> for me to do. Made some good fruit photos. You did? Yep. I haven't I even seen these. Well, I typically throw them away afterwards because oh. <laughs> I get impatient letting the water dry that I just kind of abstract it and then throw it away. Okay. So it's not the most productive use of my time, but it's really fun. Hey, if it works, it doesn't matter. I love that you're using creativity to get away your stress. Well, how did you get rid of your stress? You didn't have all these YouTubers giving you ideas. (laughs) That's a good point. So I, again, back to the horse. I used to love to spend time with my horse when I was having a bad day. I would just go out and ride out to um, where I kept my horse. There was a big open pasture and there was a creek and just pretty scenery. And literally, I just had to go out there and ride for like an hour and my stress would melt away. That was a really big part of it. But then again, spending time with friends. Friends uh, always has helped uplift me. Even if I don't talk about what's going on, just being there and laughing and being present in the moment with your friends just always has uplifted me. Mm-hmm. That's something I typically reserve for the weekends though, just because your weeks get so hectic. Sure. Now, that a lot of people here have the work hard during the week, play during the weekend. Yeah. So it's definitely just been nice just to go hang out with your friends and go to dinner and go see a movie. Okay, so a big thing that we definitely didn't have to deal with in the 80s was COVID-19 and having school locked down, doing online school. Like I, I said to you when this happened, I don't know what we would have done in the 80s. We would have just missed 12 weeks of school, I think. And then masks. And I mean, you guys have gone through such a unique an interesting time period that hopefully none of us will ever go through again. But tell me what it's been like just going through all that. It's definitely been a wild ride just being in quarantine and then going to in-person school, then going to online, staying that way for a couple of months and then going back to fully in-person. It's definitely been very interesting to just kind of see how I've adapted and changed for each 
type of school. Like during Corona, in the thick of it, when we were all quarantined, school wasn't really a main concern because it was so light because the teachers didn't really know how to adapt because I only had like one assignment due each week in each of my classes. So it was definitely nice not to have to worry about studying and stuff. But then during my sophomore year in the fall, I went in person, and that was definitely unique because a lot of the work was now digital and on my computer. And then going to at-home school was definitely the worst for me. Just being alone all day, you really realize how you take for granted your friendships and just the kind of community aspect of school. Right. Just seeing, like, your crush or wearing a certain outfit to match with your other friend, just kind of all that little stupid small stuff you really missed. It's not stupid. It's what high school's all about. Yes. And then now, in my junior year, it sounds like it's pretty much back to normal, which I don't know how I'm going to change because during last year, all of your schoolwork you could use your notes for and you relied on that. So it's going to be interesting how... I'm going to go back to studying and trying to figure out all the old ways that I used to use to study. Right. Well, um, definitely wearing masks must have been strange at school. And as of right this moment, we don't have to wear masks when school starts back again. How's that going to be? I mean, I'm really looking forward to it because it's just nice not to have one more thing to worry about because it was always just such a pain to forget a mask and then have to figure out how you're going to get a new mask. Like, are you going to have to run back to your car? Are you going to have to ask a friend? Are you going to go to the school admissions office or you're going to go to the nurse so it's definitely going to be nice not to have to worry about that I didn't really care I'd followed the rules and just did what everyone expect was expected to do right okay so, Mom, we talked about your social life, but how was your dating life back in the 80s? <laughs> well, it was a whole different ball game back then. We actually went on dates. So here's what I remember. During passing period, that was like the big social time of school because we did have time to go to our lockers, and our lockers were big enough to accommodate our books and things. And so that was a big time that the action happened. That's when all the discussions would happen. But you would hear throughout the day that um, so-and-so was going to ask you out during school that day and then during passing period you'd pass by whoever this person was and they would stop you and talk and then they would ask you out and that involved them actually coming to your house in their car coming to the door picking you up and taking you to dinner or to a movie and so it was a little bit more of a formal process than than what I understand it is today but it was nice I mean you would typically go on double dates um it wasn't typically one-on-one so it made it more fun because you might have a friend with you and then he had a friend too so it was nice it was um really nice to go out to dinner with somebody and then if the date went successfully then they might ask you out again they and it was kind of a really big deal if they asked you to something like homecoming or a dance or something but that usually meant that they really liked you but I understand it's not really like that anymore if a guy asked you to homecoming would that mean that he liked you well I've never been asked first for homecoming because for the past two years, we've always thought it was highlights first, and highlights is where the girl asks the guy. Okay. So I've always been able to choose who I want to go to homecoming with, because it's kind of just... It's kind of a tradition that if you ask them to highlights, that they ask you back to homecoming, right? Yes, that's typically how it works. So you're literally locked into the same person for the first two dances of the year. Yes, but that's not always 
the case. It kind of just varies based off how the school work year works and what happens during that time. But how does it work? You guys, it, it, one person doesn't typically come and pick you up for that date. You go in big groups, right? Yeah. So highlights is and homecoming high definitely become this huge group thing where you go with all your friends and you coordinate dates just to make sure that everyone's going to get along and the night's going to be fun and then you get with your friends you pick out a bus you go to dinner with the whole group go to the dance take the bus back home and then just hang out afterwards so it, it almost feels like it's socially engineered like the whole group has to get together you can't pick your own date per se well you definitely can it's just always going to be more fun if you go with like your good guy friend and someone you're trying to like impress and well that sounds a whole lot more complicated than it was back in the 80s <laughs> so alexis do you have any more questions for me so mom i've read through your old yearbooks seen your school notes would we have been friends in high school <laughs> based off some of the descriptions that your friends have left you I actually think that we would, because you and I are quite a bit alike, whether you want to admit it or not. So <laughs> I think we would have been good friends, and we would have had a lot of fun and a lot of memories. Do you have any more questions for me about high school? I do. I want to know what it's like to finally have your driver's license, because you turned 16 in February, and you just recently got your license. Honestly, I haven't liked it as much as I thought I was going to. It's honestly kind of nerve-wracking for me to be behind the wheel now. Well, trust me. Try being a mom and finding out how nerve-wracking it is to know your little baby's out there on the streets alone. <laughs> I'm definitely not one of the drivers in my friend group. I've definitely relied on other people for months now to just kind of pick me up and drive me to places, which has been nice. Like, I haven't been super sad that I don't have my license. That you didn't have your license? Yeah. Like, there's times where it ha I've wished that I just could go get in a car and drive to go pick up some stuff from Target, but I haven't really done that now that I have my license. I'm just used to figuring it out on my own. Well, it's definitely a rite of passage, and I'm really excited that you finally have your license, even though it's scary as a mom. <laughs> well, Alexis, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to join us on the Bubble Lounge. I was glad to help. <laughs> That's been another episode of the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson. I'm Alexis Jackson. And we'll catch you next time.